that Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make any I'm walking away from my desire to generate a wardrobe and I look around being a bookstore. Okay, I think we need to... I can't, I can't listen to this song and listen to people because I love this song. Because you love menopausal you're joined by your host mrs woog and co-host mrs berry berry and we have had a break and lots of you know why because we've been doing some traveling um and having some time out but we're <laughs> back better than ever back better than ever with a spring in our a step, step as we leap towards christmas even though I, even though i generally start from the period of melbourne cup to australia day is basically one big blur of debauchery this year yes. i've decided i'm going to go easy on myself <laughs> and not say yes to every single thing that comes my way and to look after myself a bit more yeah and i'd like to do a shout out to our friend baby mac today who is going to her first family christmas I do know. like people <laughs> too soon too soon that's like oh man but then it's not it's like what it's like five weeks away i know um, we yeah, we don't really kick off till we're smart in our family because oh. we're doing uh, the woog side at a restaurant. Yeah, that's very sensible. There's absolutely no presents for anyone on any of the family. We've just decided, no, nah, we don't need it. Oh my God, that's so good. We don't need the stress. We don't need the expense. Yeah. Spending the day together is more important than, than wrapping all those presents. And oh, even oh, even presents. My, my, my close circle of girlfriends that we have, you know, when there's always, oh, what would someone so like? We've all got these kids. And this year we went, no. 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 Good. None of you get nothing. I, I, I wholeheartedly endorse that because approach. Because the, the problem is it gets left down to us to do it. Yeah. We have to do all of it. And then the wrapping. And then, oh. Anyway. Well, it's all part. Of the mental load. load. The mental load. The emotional mental load. That mental people load. can't remember that you lie in bed thinking, fuck, I didn't get that person's present. Yeah. Uh, yeah. While your other half is going... Well, that's probably not fair. They're probably thinking about other shit. Yeah. You know. They're probably going, oh my God, how are we affording this Christmas? How was your week? Well, you know. How was my week? My week has been bloody amazing. I came back, I flew back into the country on, well, we left, you know, we left New York on Wednesday and we arrived back in Sydney on Friday. So you can imagine what sort of emotional state I was in by then. I was absolutely, in, positively demented. Were you in economy class? We did uh, economy for the domestic leg. So from New York to yeah. LAX for like, which is five and a half hours. Yeah, it's no, it's no, none sneeze out. Bloody hell. That's not pretty. That domestic, like everyone had said to me, oh my god, you know, domestic travel in the US, it's terrible, it's terrible. Well, who'd you fly? Delta. Um, everyone was like, you know, they're better than United, but only. But can I know. only say, and this is going to be awful, that 
the airline hostess, male and female, on Delta always reminded me of retired croupiers from Las Vegas. <laughs> Would that be correct? My God, that's really mean and really on on point. Well, mean and on point. And also, why do they make those those, those poor hosties wear that Pepto Bismol pink, pink dress? It doesn't suit anyone. It doesn't suit anyone. Um, anyway, so we did that, and then we did premier like premier economy going yep. back, which with Qantas, uh, Virgin, and uh, look, what was the difference? You just there's just less of you in a like, so there's just two two rather than three, yeah, and then your seat goes back a bit further than like it does. Really, yeah. that's really probably about it. Yeah. And I think you get a nicer meal. Food was actually fine on the plane. Yeah, well, I flew Qantas uh, recently and the food was fine. It was fine. But was my God, fine. it's just going there. Oh, you're so excited. Oh, you're so excited. You, you don't care. Yeah. yeah. You just, on the way home, you're crying because you're so tired, but you can't sleep because you're not sure what time it is. And why am I hungry? I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Should so I be drinking? Thirsty. Should I be having a drink now? Or like, so they offered me a slice of cheese pizza at 2.30 in the morning and I went, sure. And I'm like, I don't know what time it is. What time is it? Like my my what my phone was on LA time. We're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and then you're hot, and then you're cold, and then you're oh. realizing everyone around you is coughing, and then you're just like, I think the weirdest thing about that that flight because it's overnight is you feel like some weird sort of like you're in like some sort of pod like sort of experiment because it's like they come around, they feed you, you know, and then you all dutifully go to a, sleep. A lot of listeners who suffer from anxiety, so <laughs> tune out. But then you just. Like they come around, they feed you, and then you all dutifully go to sleep, and then you're all just sleeping, and then they dutifully come around and wake you up, and you have something to eat, and you, it's really weird. And you look around, complete strangers in very intimate spaces in space, and you're just going. Oh, you wake up so with some weird. Wake up with some man's crotch in your face as they're trying to get over you oh. to go to the toilet. <laughs> Fucking hell. well, Mrs. Goodman is quite a good traveller, and she gets me, and she does it herself. Fingers in the antiseptic, whatever it is, and up your nose like that. Oh, right. Yeah, because she's convinced that's why she's never caught a cold off a plane. Oh, nice. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, I was a little bit demented. I slept on and off pretty much all of yesterday. Because but you know how people say, no, when you get back, you've just got to go straight in. No sleep, no daytime sleeping. Just get straight. But are you kidding? I was like, I, and I'd organised for my... Linny and Ian, my in-laws, to come around in the afternoon to see some photos and stuff. I had to ring her at like 12.30 and go, Cancel. Yeah, that was really ambitious. <laughs> Cancel. Anyway. Um, tell us about the trip. Okay, so. Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of time now. You arrive. Well, I, I arrive. So do you want, I've, I did a little list because I thought you'd yeah, like yeah. that. So I did some things. Because sometimes you tend to ramble. I do. I Well, I know I ramble. So the top five things that I ate. Yes, this is what I want. Shake Shack Burger and the Shake Shack Hot Dog. What was so good. What was so different about it? Um, Because Mary's Burgers. Yeah. I, look, on par? Yes, easily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. And I had a chocolate malt thick shake. Sweet baby cheeses. That was amazing. But, and they also do frozen custard there, but I just couldn't. That was a, that was a stretch too far. Um, so the Operation Density Drop was put on hold during... Yeah, but do you know, we didn't actually eat that much. Well, you also walk a lot. We walked an average of 13 kilometres a day. Yeah, yeah. And we had two days when we worked, walked more than 17 kilometres. Mm. Like, still, you know, have seemed to have come back without a neck and <laughs> an extra gut. But, you know, 
Far better. That's just probably the period that hasn't arrived for 49 days. And get what we get on the plane, and I'm like, by now, you, know, you know, when you're just hysterical, you're so yeah. tired. And my back, when we were in, like, I went to the bathroom when we were at the um, at the airport at LAX, and my back froze. And so then I had a panic attack about that, and like, what was I going? Right, so I was in a good state, and I go to the toilet, and I've got my period. But it was literally that. That was it. Like I just, it, it was the, the the next four times I went to the toilet on the flight, it, nothing. So yeah, that was good. I reckon I, 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 I now hold the hold the record. Back to that because that's, that's... hold the record for the shortest period. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a cafe restaurant in Williamsburg in Brooklyn called Sunday at Brooklyn, and they do a cheeseburger that was also next level. Just I've, it was like a choir of angels. Um, the Dunkin' Donut chocolate gay, glazed with sprinkles. Astounding, and I had fancy. I had fancy Brooklyn donuts too. Like yeah, yeah but and, I'm surprised that there's no sort of high end quality sort of fancy meals. Um, the steak sandwich at Fresnelli's. Fresnelli's oh. was a little restaurant um, in. Uh, I think it was in Fresnelli's. Fresnelli's was in. I think it was in not in Chelsea. I think it was in Soho, uh, and it's just it's been there since 1887, and you know, and the wood lights just. But it's just a little local. Hang. hang like it's got a bar and I it, love steak and sandwiches. you can eat there morning noon and night oh, what was on the steak sandwich it was a bit like a Philly cheesesteak so fine oh chopped, my god fine chopped steak thank you fine chopped steak and um and cheese and peppers like you know like capsicum I know yeah I know uh and the oysters at the Oyster Bar at Grand Central Station. And everyone goes, oh, it's so touristy. No, it's America, not. Like the New York people eat there. Yeah. And when the New York when New Yorkers say to you, you have to do the oysters at Grand Central, yeah. and and everyone else at the bar were they were all New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. They were the freshest oysters I've ever had in my life. Like even fresher than what I've eaten ever in Sydney. They were astounding, and they and we had different ones from all different regions. Um, so that was, they were amazing. And then there's another little, um, restaurant in also, I think in Soho, maybe Chelsea called Mineta Tavern. And we went in there at like 1130 and I had muscles and they were like angels pissing on your tonsils. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this couple at the table across from us and he, you could see he had a pistol, right? And everyone said to me, oh, he must be a player. Because there's not, you're not allowed to have a, a gun in New York, right? You're not allowed to, um, what's it called? Wear? Ready wear? No, show wear? On body? Something. Anyway, you're not allowed to do that. You can only do it if you're like a police officer or something. But And he looked like a police officer. He looked like he'd come off the set of like... Or, SVU? Or, or, yeah, SVU. No. <laughs> he sort of had a little bit of a coif. Like yeah. just sort of like... Was he handsome? No. Oh, damn it. But, and then he was we, clearly on a date. Clearly. And the girl, like, the woman had, like, this sort of satin blouse on and just boobs just up to her, like, and, and just long hair, like, mermaid hair this, that comes over the boobs. This, the beauty standard in New York is next level. I know, right? Everyone is beautiful. Everyone. And it's, it's like just, LA. Everyone is beautiful. Yeah. Although someone said to me, LA is, like, another level above. And, like, someone said, yeah, I can't go to LA because you just, you just can't eat there. <laughs> A friend of mine went, she said, you went to LA to hang out with a friend and eventually said to her, you might be able to go 72 hours without eating, but I can't. Oh, it's a dreadful place, LA. Oh, I've just, let me tell you, if the, if the airport is anything to go by, 
And they've got very, very poor customer service. They're not friendly when you arrive in America. No. They hate you. So the TSA agents, sweet Jesus, they're so scary. I know. And when we first got there, of course, because we get off the plane and I'm like, oh my God. And so I'm, and Rob's literally just like, just don't turn it down. Like, just, just calm, just, just calm. Look at the floor. Look and at then, the floor. And then you have to go through and, you know, and they take all of your fingerprints and they do your retina scans yeah. and they do a facial thing. And they and, give you a name. And, and he goes, <laughs> he's just like, so what are you here for? I go, holiday. <laughs> like, how are you for two weeks? <laughs> and he's just like going. And eventually he just sort of looked at me and had this tiny little corner smile on his mouth and he went, have a good time. Oh, and I was like, oh. nice. Well, yeah. uh, I went through... Um, with Edafra and Eden Riley once, who is not very good <laughs> at, at, um, at being low key. At being low key, and I'm just like Eden, Eden, stop it, stop it. And she goes, "This is fuck this line, is fucked it." And I'm going, "Stop it! You got to get us in jail." <laughs> so, um, so that's the best thing to eat. Yes, top experiences. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, every day, yeah. every waking minute of it. Even when I was sleeping, it was awesome. <laughs> right, Central Park. Beautiful. People say to you, you have to go to Central Park. And I was, there was an element of me that was a little bit like... Hyde Park? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, it's so much bigger. And I go, I know, but it's like a park. There's probably bin chickens and, you know, like what? You like, literally, every corner is you like, literally, oh my God. You literally walk into it. And as soon as you cross the threshold of the city to the park, the air changes, The everything changes. And I just, surprisingly... Right burst into tears and you cried a lot I cried a lot almost every day Mm. and the thing that made me cry at Central Park apart from when I just sort of initially walked in that was just a little bit of a like oh my god and I got goosebumps and you just walk in and the air changes and everyone's pace changes and it's just everywhere you look is like a picture or something that you can see you can see from SVU yeah, true. Because we did actually at one point go, oh, that's where you'd be jogging and you'd see the body in that little mound of ivy there. Like, And that's <laughs> when Detective Stable would come running down. I've still um, been watching it, binge watching it. it yeah. Very, um, very much The thing that it. really made me cry in Central Park was when we went to see the um, Alice in Wonderland gorgeous brass statue. And it's got all the characters and stuff. And I just, A, it's so beautiful. And But mum read me that. Mum read that to me when I was sort of like fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And it was the book that made me realise true imagination. And yeah. that you can imagine fanciful things that, you know, don't make sense and still makes a beautiful. And so it was just, and I just. That's my brain now still. Has, yes. Yeah, same, right. You know, like, and so it was just like, I felt like it was, yeah. So I just kind of lost right. it. Um Seeing the Empire State Building for the first time. Mm-hmm. The Empire State Building just appears. wherever It seems like it doesn't matter where you are in that city. You can. It feels like you'll just turn around and go, oh, there it is. Like, it's just, it's Beth, amazing. Beth and I had an apartment in Midtown and we had a view of it and it was awesome. Uh, top of the Rock, going to the Top of the Rockefeller Centre on our last night never, for sunset. I never ever do that in a million years. Um, that was just astounding. Um, going up the Empire State at like midnight... And so hardly anyone knows up there. That was also fantastic. Stumbling across the Washington Arch at 2am in the morning and there being a police car on one side of one arch and on the other side were three guys doing a drug deal. It was awesome. Um, everything, everywhere you went, being a vague smell of vomit or piss. That was so cool. I'm just like... The this, bodegas? The bodegas. Oh, my God. They're was, like 
the corner shops here in Australia, yeah. but they are like next level anything you want. Like, can I get a baby goat? Yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, there was a place called Tokyo Record Bar, which is apparently really difficult to get into. It only fits, it only seats 16 people. It's in like a brownstone, but it's the underground part of it. And above it is a little champagne bar. And if any of you follow on Instagram and follow Miss Om, Miss OM, we met up with her for a drink at the champagne bar. And they, the guy, one of the staff came around and said, there's been a cancellation tonight if anyone wants a dinner at about, you know, to take this two spots downstairs for dinner. And Olivia went, you need to take that. And we were like, oh, okay. We had no idea at that point even what it was what called. It was. Yeah. Like, we just thought it was still part of the champagne bar. So we went down and I swear to God, like I did actually spend a little part of the night looking around going, fire hazard, fire hazard, <laughs> fire hazard. Where are the exits? Right, right. Well, that, that exit's made just of wooden stairs. So that's death trap. And like, you know, <laughs> and so... But this tiny kitchen, and it was a degustation menu, seven courses, 50 US dollars a head. And it was called... Which is about take, 8 million Australian dollars. About 8 million Australian dollars. <laughs> that was... Exchange rate was fantastic. <laughs> um, and it was called Tokyo Record Bar. And part of the thing was they gave you a list of all the vinyl records that they have, and you have to choose a song. Oh. And so the soundtrack for the night is the DJ playing the tracks that everyone in the room's chosen. What, did you choose something good? Yes, of course. What did you choose? I chose um, a Fleetwood Max, You oh. Make Loving Fun, because oh. that was Robin, my song. What did Bob choose? I can't remember now. Mm. He chose something, you know, musical and, like, with purpose, because he knows he's like a musical. Okay, musical. cracking on. Where did you stay? Uh, we stayed in a little hotel in West Village called The Jane. It looked adorable. Adorable. Great location, right near the High Line. Was it a little bit festy? It wasn't festy. It was very quirky. Okay, because... So the view of... Dirty, I don't like. Yeah, no, it was not dirty. And it had the most... The bathroom was just, you know, toilet, a really great... It sounds so dumb, but it was a really great washstand. (laughs) This is a marble washstand with a sink, but it had a good amount of room around the edges so you could put stuff. Anyway, but... I am rolling my eyes. But it had a great shower. It had the best shower. So when you'd been out all day... Yeah, you need to wash that sink off you. Yeah. Um, so we stayed there for a week and then we went and did a week. We stayed in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, in an Airbnb. Hipster apocalypse. Hipster apocalypse apartment. That looked cute. It was very cute. Rob didn't like it. Why not? Uh, it was more rustic than he thought it would be. And I'm just going, this is awesome. No. Um, Naughty Robert. That's the only thing I don't like about him now. What? Is it, he didn't like the apartment you like. <laughs> oh, he got... He Apart from that, around. I love him because he's in there trying to... Re- I know, he's fixing your, your other Bertha. Um Yes, so I feel like I have said uh, more than enough, but oh, well, the final thing I'm going to say is MoMA, is the Museum of Modern Art yep. in New York. Yep. It's just reopened. But, but it's, it's, like, it's like having it's like having kids or teenagers that you, no one can ever really tell you what it's no. like until you go. Yep. And every day and everything you do, you're just like, I'm in a movie. Yeah. I'm in a movie. Mm. And you look up and you look at this, the buildings. Like, you just go... The gargoyles, the... the everything. It's like, as Rob said one day, he goes, well, they weren't, they weren't a sh- They weren't... They weren't... Uh, they were quite partial to a building with presents, weren't they? <laughs> well, I think only three families built the whole city, to be honest. I know. Um, did you see uh, any Trump-isms or Trumpites? Any feelings of... Um, so New York, New York, New Yorkians, New New Yorkers, um, they just apparently, as my New Yorker friend said, 
they they hate him. Yeah. And so when he because he made the announcement that he was going to move to Florida, which is quite funny because he's doing it because of the tax laws that he brought in that have now made his life difficult. Anyway, but we were walking down Fifth Avenue and just looking at everything. And everyone else lived in New York. Yeah. And, went, and Rob said, God, look at that big, dark building over there. And I went, oh, yeah. And as we got closer, we went, oh, fuck, that's Trump Tower. Yeah. And there are police out the front that are as wide as their own actual physical body with bulletproof vests and guns, like full like semi-automatic, AK, you know, standing there, just loaded weapons. The barricades around that building are next level. Um. And that was pretty much all we saw. Mm. And, um, yeah, like nothing, like, do you know what? Do you know what? Like, I just feel like New York's too busy for Trump. Like, it's in terms of they're too busy to just even give him air, like yeah. give him oxygen. Yeah, I agree. He needs a small town. Yeah. yeah. Small, small towns full of small minds cheering yeah. him on at the local homecoming game. Yeah. Yep. New Yorkers would just be like, well, whatever. Yeah, he's like a small town sheriff. Okay, and last thing we move on before we talk we talk about New York is I just need to sit to you to describe to me why New York pizza is the best pizza in the world. Because I'll tell you what you're thinking about that. When Beth and I were in New York, we would walk around and see these New York pizza places, and we're like, oh, I just don't like the look of like you know mm. they're sitting there and they throw them in the oven and they mm. pull them out and you have a slice. And then one day we were just starving and we just thought, well, we might as well try it. And we just sat there and we like, what the fuck? We have been we have been here for 10 days and we have missed out. Yeah. Tell the punters about the pizza, Kim. I don't know. I don't know. It's like some magical, I don't know what it is. The base is just right. It's all very simple. It's very, very simple. There we, is not many toppings on anything. We our pizzas yeah. in general. And so we would literally, you might have a piece that had pepperoni on it, yeah. but really you'd just go a cheese pizza. You'd yeah. just get a, cheese, a slice of cheese pizza. Yeah. And it just, oh my God. Or they God. had like mushroom pizza. Yeah. Or they had pepperoni and they're just playing mushroom and then yeah. like n- nothing. But as soon as you eat it, you put your bone and you, we looked at each other and went, what the fresh devil is this? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Anyway, so that you know the other thing that they have? What? Is they have all those street food carts that they all actually eat from. I They're know. not tourist traps. Like, yeah. New Yorkers eat from them. Yeah. Delicious. So, my friend is... Green papaya hot dogs. Oh. I didn't have those. Lots of options on sticks. Yeah. They, and they actually call them the halal carts, mm. which I'm like... Kind of racist, <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what? And I'm like, if we actually labelled anything in Australia like a halal cart, a there'd be outcry that you know that that Muslims were taking over our country. That would be the first thing, and then there would be this sort of outcry about, I don't know, like we don't call, I don't even know what the, I don't know what another equivalent would be, but it would just be like they just that's just what they call them. I went somewhere too. I, so I heard. You wore a lot less clothing than I did on your holiday. <laughs> I wore not plenty clothes at all. Yeah. It was very, very warm. I had three days in Singapore, one of my favourite cities in the world. Not near New York, but just, I love it there. Do you? Why? You, you, well, you need to sort of go with people who live there or right or, or insiders. So you saw Sam. I saw Sam. He, who was a friend of ours we went to uni with. That um, you used to have the hots for. I did. And he looks gorgeous. Like, he's really aged quite well. Oh. 
Um, and he's retired now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See, that's what you do when you work in finance in Hong Kong for 20 years. When you're 20 and 30. Anyway. So this is the thing. I can't make money now because I'm too tired. <laughs> I, I, I can't do he it. He took like, me to this restaurant and I had blue swimmer crab fried rice. I saw that. Which is about... Do you want to get that? Yes, I will just get that. We're, just, we're going to... Yeah, we're, Mr. Woog's calling. Um, so that was him. He survived the race. Anyway, so I, every year, go to um, Thailand with a group of readers from the yes. blog. And every year it just gets funnier and better and better and funnier. And this and year... And is it now, are they all, is it now like almost like a gang? Like it's the same, it, it, the same it, ladies go? It is almost like a gang. And there was, um, there was some talk of you can only join if you die. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you took, like, oh. to die, you can nominate someone to take your membership, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. That's like funny. the SCG. Yeah. Like an SCG membership. And I thought that was quite funny. But, no, um, it, it was just wonderful. It just, it's just it's just spending time with like-minded women. And, we're, and then just we're all the same. Yeah. It's so weird. There is not one whinger or one bitchy one or one complainer or one. Everyone is just chill. Oh my god! And so it's like, and you get up and you have breakfast, and if someone's there, you want to have breakfast with them, and you go to the beach, or you go back to bed for the day, or you have yeah. a massage, or like it's the best holiday. There is no decision making. The the resort, which is the Pullman, treats us like we're like they think. I think they think we're influencers. <laughs> you are influencers. I think they think I'm, I'm influential. Um, but it was just wonderful. So, uh. Uh, information will be coming out for next year's, I think, in the next before Christmas anyway. So All right. that was my. How many of you go? Uh, we cap it at sixteen. Oh God, that's a lot! I didn't realise it was that many. Mm. Oh, all right. Bronwyn actually said to me, my my Bronwyn said to me that um she goes, oh, we need to do like a woods holiday, like where we just live outside a pool. Um, well, the other option is I think we might do a, a hot flush. Yeah, maybe we do a hot flush one. Mm. Up the Goldie or somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, please. Spices retreat. <laughs> Up in the hinterland. Oh. Anyway, I'll think about that. Um, so, we don't know how was your week. No. Um, um, shall, we, shall we snark it up a bit? Yeah. Okay. What's on your list? Um... I can't believe I'm going to say this again. Slow walkers. Oh, well, it's just always on everyone's list. Like, in New York, it's like, you can't. Don't New amble. New There's York. no ambling in New, New York. York. There is no place for slow walkers. No. I mean, not I think, even. I think you can get booked, like, by police <laughs> for slow walking. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know. Um, what else is on the list? Um, walking without purpose. Because yes. um, I was going to say, like, yesterday... I went and did the... Sh- oh, I've got something that's on the list too. The shopping with um, Horatio, who just has been annoying me 24-7 with his mood swings. Um, but just like with the shopping and people just standing and stopping in the middle of the aisle. And I understand for some people the the weekly grocery shop is a big deal and they stand and they look at the... the yeah, but pull and, your trolley to the side. Then and... they get their list out and then they work out what the best value per gram is and shit. And there should be like... Special shopping centre for that. What do you reckon? <laughs> there needs to be like a, a 
a, a cash and grab. Yeah, get where the, you don't give a fuck about get the what fuck the, out cal- of my the way. car carbohydrates are per hundred grams. Get out of the fucking way. I need tonic water. There's some tonic water. Throw it in. Lots, yeah. lots now. Oh, that's good. Chuck it in. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I almost lost my shit. I almost had a panic attack. Because it was loud and there were people everywhere, and then Harry just bashed into my shin with the trolley, and then yeah, it was just dreadful. I hate, I hate yeah. doing this. You used to always, I do, but I got so bad that you had to. Actually I had to go. actually like the kids were coming, going, "Why haven't we got any food in the house?" Because normally I can pull out something. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't even have an egg. Oh, oh okay, yeah. So I had to. Once my house doesn't have eggs, butter sugar or flour then like we're all we'll all be ruined like it's just yeah nothing good's mm-hmm. coming from that anyway um what so, else was on your list so i had been following for some time a clothing brand in the states that really uh, um positions itself for you know a lot of one of their taglines is wild feminist right so they do suits and they do awesome t-shirts and they do really funky stuff and they talk about how they've got stuff for every body type and they'll show a suit on four different types of bodies and we just did a quick drop in when we were because we literally sort of walked past and I went oh my god there it is and we went in and their largest size didn't fit like their jacket their their tuxedo jacket didn't fit and I was like I'm in fucking America and their largest size like fuck like and it really got a good range of because it really like, and that really knocked me. Like I prob- I did actually have a little bit of a pity party for about a day. What size was it? It was just, it was their double XL, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I don't know what they're Be comparable. Like Eighteen or well, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I was just like, fuck, it was so demoralising. And then, um, so they've gone on the list because they advertise themselves Lies. as this particular thing yeah. for all women, and we cover all, and they don't. And that's when I put the shout out on Insta to say, where can I, you know, and someone came back with Eloquy and that's where I got my two pantsuits yeah. and my fringe And they look like fun and... staff members. Oh, my God. How good is the service over there? Well, it was interesting, you know. There were some places where it was fantastic and others where I was just like, what's happening? What? And so I don't know that maybe that's a New York thing that, you know, they actually don't really care about. <laughs> But in restaurants and they were, the three women in there were just awesome. Yeah. And can I just say, uh, Rob, virtually every day, probably about every second day, had someone, someone, a rando on the street say to him, I love your look. Most of them were gay black men. Yeah. So Rob was like, that's a, it's a nice little bit of spice. And I'm just going... What am I? Chop liver? Like, hello? Like, I've even put a bit of a face on today. I've got like, the same haircut. I've got a black skirt on. What's yeah. that? Hey, I know. I'm just like, fuck. I started, I started to get a little bit thingy about it, actually. I was a little jealous. Anyway. And he doesn't put on weight either. No. I know. Mm. So how's re-entry been? Uh, not bad. Yeah? Not bad. Yesterday, I kind of rode off the whole day. Today... I don't know. If it just feels a bit weird. I'm kind of like I'm quite nervous about work tomorrow. Just which is silly because it's going to be what it will be. Yeah. There's no point, you know. Um, but it's all the other stuff. It's now you just get back. It's like fuck. Now I've got to. But it's and it's this time of year. God, listen to us, whinge. We are not a positive pe- 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 <laughs> I mean, podcast no. today, my friends. Um, yes. So that was there on my list. 
the, the brand name is Wild Fang. And, uh, yeah. And I actually wrote to them. Oh, good. And you wrote a letter. I wrote a letter. Awesome. I'm going to write a letter to my local Woolworths. Yeah. Because I got back and Rob and I went in yesterday and there was like, the fruit and veg section was about half empty. Yeah. Like, it was like it had been ransacked. And I actually said to Rob, what, have we missed a public holiday? Is something happening? Has there been like, you know, one of those? And Bronwyn said, it's been like that since she got back from Japan. It's been like that for more than two weeks. And someone said, it's Northern the drought. Beaches. And I'm like, no, it's not. Northern Beaches, like, that's a fucking healthy normally. If they're not high on drugs, they're having acai bowls. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really di- disappointed in you. Why? That you buy your fruit and veg. What do you mean? I meant to grow it? No. You need to support your local fruit and vegetable market. I don't really have a local fruit and vegetable market. You do not have a green grocer on the northern beaches? Not in Narrabeen. I could go to Harris Farm up at Monavale. No, not even Harris Farm. They're just as bad. No. Well, then there's not one nearby. Hmm. I know. I promise. (laughs) Interesting. And you work in the food industry. (laughs) Oh, and Sam, while I was talking to him, he had a lot to say about um, the no meat, meat substitute Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Yes. So he was saying, because I was saying how you were saying how it's the new big thing. Yeah. And then so he counteracted saying... That's full of shit. And then started talking. I stopped listening because it was boring. And then I said, Sam, your family grows cattle for a living. So I'm really not taking this from you. (laughs) (laughs) And then we ate a steak. But um, when we're in... When we were in New York, did I mention we'd been to New York? Oh, have you been to New York? When we were in New York and we picked up the New York Times. Oh, that was another place I cried. We walked past like where the New York Times is and I stood out the front and took a photo and then I just looked at Rob and just burst into tears. It would be shit working there. Do you reckon? Oh, yeah. No. Doesn't Murdoch own it? No. Really? No. No. Okay, maybe. I think, he own, I think he owns the New Yorker. Or the Post. The Post. Mm. New York Post. I hate him. Oh, with the passion of a thousand... Like, I don't, I don't hate know, anyone. Latin lovers. I don't hate anyone, but I really despise that man. Mm. Yes. I do too. So he's on our list. Mm. Always. And um, Scott Morrison's on the list. He's just... Oh, is he still alive? (laughs) Well, you wouldn't know it because he doesn't do anything. I haven't... Do you know one of the most lovely things was no Australian politics for two weeks? Well, do you know, I got schooled in this the other day. I wrote something somewhere saying, I actually don't. I used to be quite passionate about Australian politics. Yep. And now I don't give a shit. And then people went me and said, the apathy is what's going to be the problem. And then I kind of got it. I kind of got it. But how can you commentate on something when nothing's happening? Mm. And that's ludicrous. I'm sorry, you can't actually blame, you can't actually blame the um, constituent. Mm. If you do not have leadership, mm. you can't then blame the constituent for not um, caring. For not caring. No. Like, that's ludicrous. So those people are on my list. They're on my list. And to you got school. There was a few things. I, I was only very skirting around the edge of it. Oh, I've been cut school a lot. A, yes. You got, you got burnt on a number of things. There was something else. Was there something about Panatone? There was the Panatone scandal. The Panatone police. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever eaten one and enjoyed it? Oh, I love it. 
Okay, well, you probably know the ones to get. But I buy them and then toast them and then put three loads of butter, like three kilos of butter on them. Or you, um, oh, you toast them and then put the, serve them with ice cream. People had opinions on panettone. <laughs> There's quite a few things I've written about because I came back from my holidays all like guns are blazing like I do. And there was quite a few things that... There was that. And, and there was, was this dreadful... Like, because I put something up on Facebook and I showed my chip nails and I said, I know when I'm starting to serve. Oh, and yes. And the sad, sad response, like hundreds of women <laughs> saying, I can't have, I can't get out of bed to have a shower. And, you know, the only time oh. I leave the house is to, you know, I was just terrible. And these are our people. Yeah. These are our people. Um, can I just say, because I, and I read it earlier today, I do actually think maybe it was from a reader's comment, but I'm not entirely sure someone on the page mentioned stuff about drinking yes and i just really wanted to salute her for actually saying it yep i agree um I because think... we all do it we all just go fuck i need a drink or oh. fuck. and we are now we uh, women our age this is now an like it's an epidemic yeah. of of basically of functional alcoholism 40 to 50 year old women are the biggest are drinkers drinking in... more than ever yeah and it's a coping mechanism yeah um and it's because it's socially acceptable mm. so i do I, I i've got quite a few friends who don't drink for various reasons yeah. some of them have as i said had their fill already <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, and I know when I need to pump the brakes. I know when I'm drinking because, I, like, I'd rather enjoy one beautiful gin and tonic with yeah. fresh ice and sip on that yeah. than drink half a, or a bottle of wine. Yeah. That's average. So, but a lot of people are sort of starting to say, yeah, it's, it's actually not the be all and end all. No. Well, and, you know, before we went and I was trying to cut down on the booze and failed at first and then tried again and was down to only having it like twice a week or three nights a week, the difference is dramatic. Like my hot flushes almost went away. Yeah. Just from not drinking alcohol. Well, we had a glass of champagne. Sawhole and I had a glass of champagne yesterday and she blew up like a furnace. Yeah. 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 And so, then, you know, as uh, when you're younger, I think your body can process it more. But yeah. as you get older, it interrupts your sleep. Yeah. I mean, we all know that it's good. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I don't enjoy a drink. I love. Oh, my God. I love a drink. I love a drink. <laughs> I love a drink. I love to, to chat with a friend, to have a drink, have a piece of cheese. Yeah. You know, and See, enjoy it. I love to drink. I love to eat. <laughs> I know. There's a reason why I'm fat and I have hot flushes. But I think what we need to do is to stick up for our sisters who don't drink. And I hate it when... People go, oh, go on, just have one. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, why aren't you drinking? Oh, yeah, because I don't feel like it. And our friend Steph, who's now not, she hasn't drunk for probably about 10 years. Uh, and she yeah. says, and she says it is, it's hard not, like, because yeah. people are always just like, oh, why aren't you drinking? Or like, oh, party pooper. Like, oh, you're just having soda not water. It. It's she's like, not oh. a party pooper. She's no. absolutely hilarious. She's actually just like, uh, no, because I can't drink. She like, can't drink because she used to drink and she drank too much and she started drinking in the morning and then <laughs> she started having really bad thoughts. So lay off our sober sisters. Yeah. And also, for those of us who do love a drink, just have a little bit of self-reflection about how much you are drinking and how often you're drinking and... And how much of it is a habit? How I'm much really of it is a, a social cold, cold champagne? Right? Well, can I just say that you know that gifted, that gifted wine from? Um, and we're on the diet cokes today. Katie. Yeah, we're on the DCs and the twisties because I know all of those of you that have that weird can't stand people eating thing have probably already tuned out. But um, 
But uh, Rob had a glass of the Chardonnay last night, and he said, oh, "This is really nice." And he gave me a sip, and I think <laughs> this is maybe I do. I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> Just so did they send you a case as well? Yeah. All oh, right, because I've had this case sitting. In my laundry, thinking, oh. I, I'm not going to open that because I've got to give you half. So I don't have to give you half a case. No. Disco. And well, I, I haven't even had that might, of it yet. Because but I that thought, might be because of, I was so forthright because you put the post up and I went, oh, well, you know, it would have been nice if they sent me some. <laughs> and then they pinged me and I go, what's your address? I went, oh, my God. I said, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. No, no, it's fine. You don't have to. They went, no, it's our oversight. But meanwhile, they were probably thinking, yeah, there's there's six bottles. They can have three. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. No, you no, greedy. <laughs> It's swilling. Well, can I just tell you? Why not? I just tell you that when you taste that Chardonnay, you'll be very glad you have two bottles of it. I've got six bottles of it. No, there's two Chardis, two Rosé and two Sparkling. Oh, we'll see how many we opened it. That's how self-restraint restraint that I am. Um, but I actually could go a champagne right now. Yeah, so I haven't followed any Australian politics for two weeks. And curiously, I've come back and the world is still turning. Well, because no one cares. No. No one cares. It's the most beige government we could possibly ever have. On the list. Yeah. I've been watching this thing on um, a Apple television. So before you all freak out, go, I don't have Apple television. If you've got an iPhone, you have Apple television, right? Just download it. And the first two episodes of Morning Wars, you get to watch for free. And then you have to pay. And I haven't got to the end of the second episode yet. So right. I probably will invest. It's a really interesting look at morning television shows. Um and it's got Jennifer Aniston. What's the dude's name? Steve Carell. And Reese Witherspoon. Steve Carell has been accused of having multiple affairs with, you know, executives and yeah. whatever. So in the first episode, he's fired. And it just hooked me in. The whole thing has hooked me in. Um, I'm up to the point now where they've brought Reese Witherspoon in to be interviewed about something and all of a sudden they're going, oh, yeah, she looks good. Maybe we could get her and ping off Jennifer Aniston because she's looking oh. too old. Anyway, and it made me think about what's happening in Australian breakfast television. Now, I do believe that no one watches it. But they do. But they do. But they're watching it in old people's time because they can't find the channel remote, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and I used to have it on, like, when I was getting ready for work and things like that. Yeah. But now you can't open a newspaper or a website without one of the presenters becoming the story. Mm. So right now we've got Georgie Gardner, who, you know, is obviously a friend of the flush. Yep. She's been given the art. Has she? Mm-hmm. She's been replaced what? by Alison Langdon. Oh. Okay. Um, Deb Knight has been given the ass. Oh. And she's been replaced by Carl Stefanovic. Oh. It's Carl Stefanovic back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's twisties that you can hear. Oh. Is there a more morally repugnant station than Channel 9? Is there? I'm just thinking, have we ever been on any of their shows? No. Oh, yes, I have been on some of their podcasts. Yeah, we were on some. We were on the Today Show. Oh, shit. No, but that was with Georgie Gardner. But that was with Georgie, when yeah. they were not. When, when, they when were. They, this is the final little bastion of women hosting a, a show. <laughs> we have actually been on that show. But now we've pulled back Now we've pulled back the... Uh, um, Could you the, imagine you and I sitting on the couch oh, with Carl, Carl Stefanovic? He's such a smarmy little git. Oh, God. I don't even think he's very bright. 
God, that really, that really well, upsets you. me. I'm so glad I got to break that news to you. <laughs> it's really upsetting. Fuck, this is like, this is exactly what that station does. Well, they all do it. It's like when the Johns brothers were both done for um, sexual misdemeanors and drug use and all that sort of stuff. And they, and they shout, you know, they oh, sort of push them off for like, with like a, a teenage girl with a, like a, with five other gro- men. group. Uh, yes. And he was like the eldest by about 12 years of all. It was like 32 and married. Oh. And he was letting guys in through a, a up high window. It's disgusting. And, and, you know, and they put them in their, you know, they put them in the shame corner until they feel it's fine for them to come back. Mm. Fuck, that makes me... Oh. If I was a journo at Fairfax and had been bought out by Channel 9 and now had to be sort of under that, the moral compass of that organisation, I would, I don't know what I'd be doing. I would be the depths of despair mm. because that sort of culture. Oh, but it's been there forever. My it's dad, been there forever as Kerry Packer. Like it's my been dad, there from forever. My dad used to work there and, you know, <sighs> we've got friends that work there and, you know, yeah, it's <sighs> a shit show. And Carl Stefanovic. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And Deb Knight, uh, they're gone. These oh, they'll they'll shuffle them off onto you know news, but Deb Knight's the hardest working woman woman in television. Um, and now, and then you flick it over to the Daily Mail, and there you go. There's Sam Armitage looking ten k's lighter because the she's Daily been Mail paid fifty thousand dollars by Weight Watchers to lose weight, and all of a sudden her life is so happy because she's got a new boyfriend. So Samantha Armitage, who I have opinions of, um, is is happy because she's lost weight and found a boyfriend. That's the narrative. Well, that fixes it. That fixes everything for women, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Lose, be thin, and have a man. That's happiness. Jules Robinson, who who was getting married from, you know, that marriage show, Married at First Sight. She actually found love on that on that. She's just delaying her wedding for a while because she got paid $100,000 by weight to weight, which is to lose 10 kilos before her wedding. This is the world we live in, and this is why I write angrily. I'm just... Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Wow. This has just really descended fast, hasn't it? <laughs> I want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> so, my son, you, you explain this. Okay, so... Mrs. Wig's son, Horatio, had to do an assignment on moving out and it gives them a scenario where they've completed university and they're ready to move out of home. You land a job in North Sydney with a starting salary of 40000 You started... What was yours first starting salary? Mine was 27. 28. My husband, uh, Mr. Wiggs was 28 and I thought I was a, he was a millionaire. <laughs> 28. Yeah. Mm. Um, you will start your new job. Uh, you will need to arrange accommodation. You have decided to move out with your best friend, who is also starting a new job and also earning forty thousand. And then there's a number of steps. There's like five, five. Oh, there's actually six steps. Except they're none. they're really sensible. There's six steps, except they've given one step. They've called one two steps. Step five. That's just, you know, being pedantic. Um, that's, so you, that's the editor in you. <laughs> anyway, so you have to do some research. Find five properties for your wish list. Um, you've got to look at their location, the main features, like the size and the rooms. Is there parking, privacy, noise? What are the, You have to list advantages and disadvantages. What's the cost, like re- in terms of rent and bond? And then you've got to rank those properties. 
then look back at your salary. How much will you receive each week after tax? And then use um, oh, and then, right, and you find tax rates and so. There's all what stuff. We all know, this stuff, you know. Not the sh- they're not. You're gonna know it at their age, yeah. And then you know, take out your super tax. Yeah, tax. Superannuation? What the fuck? Why do I have to pay for that? Um, and then work out if you have enough to pay the rent. <laughs> if yes, continue. <laughs> I love that. How many, like 75% of the class would have just gone, nah. <laughs> Cost of living. And then you've got to make a list of all living costs. So fixed costs. So electricity, gas, transport, water, insurance, internet. All these things, right? This is so good. This is such a good thing. Create a table that includes all those things on a weekly basis. You'll need to eat. So go to Coles and Woolies online and do an initial shop. Include things that you're going to need on an ongoing basis. Um, And then again, um, create a spreadsheet with the products and costs. Materials that you're going to need. So it's unfurnished. You're going to need plates, cutlery, TV. Go to Ikea and the good guys, etc. to find the costs of buying those needs. Be honest. Some of these items you can get from your parents' home, like your bed. (laughs) Um, Parent bonus. Your parents have agreed to give you $1,000 each to buy some of these things. That's $2,000 in total. As if you're you're going in halves with your best mate. Like, just buy your shit. And then when you have a big fight and he turns out to be an asshole. You're you're not actually doing the assignment, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. And so then you have to create a list of all the variable costs, like entertainment, clothes. Put them in your spreadsheet. And now ask yourself, can you afford to move out and which accommodation is best? And what did Horatio say at the end of that? I'm not moving out until I'm 40. (laughs) Which made me cry. (laughs) But how can kids move out these days? Oh, I know. I know. Um, my friend Merle in New York, who we, who I met up with, they were the two the two ultimate oh, best you experiences. Been to New York? Yeah, I been to New York. Did I mention this? Oh, yeah. The two actually the two best best experiences of the whole thing, whole thing were meeting Merle and Valerie, who were bloggers right back when we all started. And like I've known them since basically two thousand and three. And so um, to actually meet them in person was amazing. And Val flew up from Pittsburgh for the day and we had dinner at Merle's and then Merle and her husband Kay came and had dinner in the bohemian, you know, little hipster pad. Um, Merle was saying that when they have like their little junior publishers in the publishing house that are earning like 28 grand a year, four of them will share an apartment. And what they do is they... (laughs) They split the room horizontally, mm. so there's one under. So you don't can't really stand up if you're underneath, and then there's one on top, mm. and there's four of them in like a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that's the only way they can do it. Yeah, and it's like fuck. Well, Sydney's not much easier. No, no. I remember when I first moved to Sydney, we had a flatmate. Uh, Mr. Wigner and myself, and we paid 170 for a two-bedroom garden apartment. Mm. Yep. Imagine that. Now. Anyway. You wouldn't, even get a, you wouldn't even get a car park. No. Yeah, of course you wouldn't get a car park. Board now. Readers' questions? Uh, yes. Um, Alison is loving um, jacarandas. I haven't seen one yet. Oh, shit. There they all are. <laughs> Look out window. There they are. All right. Yeah. Okay. Jack Randers. <laughs> Has anyone else noticed that it's fucking hot? 
<sighs> Vanessa says, yay, welcome back. We've missed you. Indeed. We've oh. missed you. Janine, can't wait to hear your podcast. How do we keep ourselves upbeat when looking for work after a million oh. knockbacks or you don't even hear back about a job you applied for? Okay. My friend yesterday, she was very, very sad because she's been trying to find a house to buy and right. she's been to a million yep. options. Yep. When I, when I manifest things, they yep. tend to work out. So when I need a car park right out the front of the doctor's, I go, Woog, executive parking, and I get it. And so I told her yesterday. Did you write the secret? No. But I could have. I told her on Friday when we're doing Huffy Puffy, I get you've got to say Van der Horst executive purchasing, and she did it, and she got the house. Are you a wizard, Harry? <laughs> so who's asking the question, Janine? I, Janine. I wish I could endorse Wigs's attitude, but Janine's executive position. Try okay. it. Okay, try it, Janine. It's not going to hurt. Maybe don't do it in an interview, but, like, maybe in the car. Um, do it before and after. So the thing to remember here is now no one lets you know if you have not got a job. Because they're all assholes. So don't take that on any level because it's just they just don't do it anymore. Mm. Um, and uh, you, you just, I know how you feel, I know that, I know that knockback feeling. And all I can tell you is it's just... It's actually got nothing to do with you. And I know I hate it when people say that, but they have a very specific list of what they're looking for. And if, you, if you're thinking, but I've got that list and you're not even getting to an interview, can I suggest you look up some resources about, um, about doing job applications and interview techniques, but mainly the job application thing, because now the, the, the majority of applications now actually are put through a... Uh, are put through an app before they even yeah, get to spit out an HR so person. And so it's literally scanning your application for keywords and key things that they're looking for. And if you don't hit the percentage mark, then you're not even going to get there. So, so a lot of that stuff can actually just be process related. It's not actually about you. It's what about the process. What shitty world do we live in? Oh, it's fucked. It's fucked. That's why I eat and drink. Because <laughs> they're good things. They're happy things. And that's why you have to... Manifest. Apparently, things. click your fingers and. Um, can I also say this? Yes. You have to really have two or three types of resumes, right? Yeah. One is your A game, fucking I am the shiz. One is I've got the experience in this and I could do it. And the other one is a really dumbed down version because a lot of times they go, oh, she's overqualified or she's got. You know what I mean? It depends on the job. And the job is the one that's going to have to suit you, suit your lifestyle, mm. uh, be handy from where you re- Look up things that are worth even more than money yeah. and tailor it so that you don't, because this guy might be reading your CV and going, oh, shit, this chick's smarter than me. Mm. You know what I mean? There's something um, to be said for it. Yeah, I've said this before from when I went through everything, all that st- those courses that I did when I was made redundant after Thomson Reuters, and maybe I need to do a page on the Hot Flush page about... I think, you know... I should do that. I think... Uh, yeah, hands up if, if you'd like some 
more advice on this. I think it's something we because there's lots of things that are now coming into my brain, but we're I know we've been going for an awfully long time. Yes, we've actually got to start. We'll keep going without readers' questions. Okay, so Janine, just you, you're awesome. Don't Janine, let it get you down. Janine, executive position. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Kathy. I am. That's just ludicrous. That's like something out of the secret. Well, it works. <laughs> um. Oh, Kathy said, just how much does New York City rock? Well, you know, yeah. And one part that's having to come back, I know. The best things you both ate while overseas. Well, I don't think my, you, you went through yours and mine would have been the Blue Swimmer crab fried rice and everything at the Pullman that I ate. Right. Yeah, everything There's at the Pullman of, looked amazing. Lots of food. Um, I know, we could both do an episode each on your travels. Actually, yeah, that's true. We probably could have. Although most of this, I did that. Um, showing tidbits of our trip. Oh, uh, yes. What's that one there? So <laughs> this is Donna who, Donna's had a really oh. shit week because of the anniversary of her son's death. death. Um, and yet she still rises every day. Yeah, I don't. You are just Donna. I, I have so much admiration for you. I, I went think... to a service this week for a, a, a young girl who's I'm friends with her mum. Yeah, and I just I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she gets out of bed. I couldn't do it. No. Um, but meanwhile, she's actually asking: Is anyone else terrified of retirement because their partner is so infuriating? And <laughs> oh, I wrote, what did I write? You just said something. My worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think um, I'd have to move out and still maintain. Two I told different, you, like like Mia Farrow and Woody Allen had two separate. Yeah, just like, in buildings across from each other, yeah. you could just yell across. Yeah. Like I need milk. Have you got milk? Yeah. Um. So I remember when my father-in-law first retired, and my mother-in-law was hanging out the washing, and she turned around to get something out of the basket to hang on the line, and she bumped into him. Like, he was just, she was like, I don't know, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, and all I can say is, God bless golf. He goes to golf like three times a week. And that's like a good, you know, he's gone until one or two mm. in the afternoon. But I remember, So they have to take up a hobby. I remember meeting an Uber driver who said his wife just gave him an ultimatum that he was to drive Ubers three days a week <laughs> or move out. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, terrible. Um, oh, Kira asked about the highs and lows of the trips, plus recommendations. I think we've got to cover that. that. Um, oh, Ruth would like a, lo- a list of all the places, food that you went to. So, yes, a number of people have actually asked. Can you put that in? Yes. Don't just say you do it. I do know. it. I know. I'm terrible. I know. Um, oh, someone said start your potty with this jingle, but I didn't listen to it. So, sorry. Sorry, Ruth. I missed that. I've only just seen it. Um, Kira Williams says, love to know from Kim when not to bother going in New York City. Thanks. Um, well, everywhere you went, you liked it because you were recommended it. But somewhere I would say Century 21. It's that like d- discount department. It's very oh, depressing. No. Yeah. yeah. I sort of, um, everyone was, well, not everyone. My mum was like, have you been into Macy's yet? And I'm like, I think Macy's in 1970s when mum went would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, it's got the stench of death around it. Yeah. Um, a Henry Bendel is where you go. If you, if you want to see New York's upper crust 
finest families <laughs> with three generations, like the grandmother, the mother, and the little girl, all in the paint and shoes and the mm. cats and the coats and the hats, and they all live on the Upper East Side. That's a trip. That's almost like a, a museum oh. of privilege and wealth. So here's a couple of things. I was really surprised at how unsurprised I was at, um, at seeing black Americans, like just mm-hmm. as part of just the, I thought I'd notice it more for the summer. I don't know, like, cause we're all so bloody white. I wasn't, I didn't notice that at all. But what I did notice, Orthodox Jews, mm-hmm. holy shitballs. Well, they own the whole island. I know. <laughs> and Williamsburg in Brooklyn used to be completely Jewish Orthodox until yeah. the hipsters started to gentrify <laughs> it. So there's still a whole component of Williamsburg that is, that is a Jewish Orthodox community. And, and that's the thing about New York is, you know, you cross a block and it's a different oh, country. Oh, that's the other thing. Like, it literally is the little regions. You go, oh, yeah, well, you know, how do they draw a line around that? But you literally walk, you literally cross a road or cross a block and in that block you go, oh, it's changed. Oh, we're not in, oh, we're not in West Village anymore. Like when you're moving into the Meatpackers or then when you went from the Meatpackers up into the Bowery, because the Bowery is like probably the last grungy-ish sort of area and you go, oh, we're not. Oh, we're not like you. Um, oh, Kirsten says, no questions except how the hell are you both? Well, look, we're both just we're exactly here. the same. We're here. We've just had awesome experiences, but we're still sweating and Being anxious and <laughs> miserable, worried. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. Is it Hedy? H-E-D-Y? Or Hedy? She says, I'd love to know your thoughts on the boomer tag. You know, so the be quiet boomer or the... Okay, can we put that for next week? Sure. that would be really interesting. But I'm just going to say I love it. Just going just gonna to put I, that I out there. I need some more information. Um, Lynn asks, why has it taken me so long to discover the Moscow Mule? Oh, my God. It's delicious. So That's what I we had... want. That's what I want. Yeah. So I had a Christmas a couple of years back. I think it was the second one after the family realignment. And, and it was just a particular morning and, and mum had come down and mum tends to start cleaning up from Christmas before you're even having lunch, even <laughs> haven't even finished unwrapping presents. And then, you know, it's like, where's this critical part of this toy gone? And then I end up out at the bin going through all the papers because she's right. And so it was a morning a bit like that. And I was just like, fuck this for a joke. I'm, I'm, and this is again, I'm having a drink. So I made myself my first ever Moscow Mule, which is vodka and ginger ale and lime, like ginger fresh beer. lime, ginger beer, ginger beer and lime and fresh lime. And a bit of mint if you fancy. A mint, yes. And my God, it went down so well that I made another one. And then I was hammered. I was hammered by like 10 a.m. and had to go and have a lie down. But you're allowed to do that on Christmas. And then my brother arrived and I sort of got up and I was like, fuck, I've already got a hangover. And he went, sometimes that's all. Sometimes that's all, <laughs> all you can do to get through it. Do you know I had this dream last night Yeah, that um, I was with my mum, who I love, and she said, oh, you seem to put a bit of weight on around your arms. And I said to her in the dream, is there anything that you don't think that could be best left unsaid? Is that dreadful that I'm actually dreaming that I'm being criticised? Wow. But do you think they are? I don't think they no, are. No, they're not. Oh, my God. I know. Oh. My, my reason to be liked is just ridiculous. I think we should go up to pub and have a drink. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't do that. I've got to go home and make dinner. Because, look, I'm back every fucking night. 
Because the boys, all the boys have just been all over me. Just going, I know. I'm so glad you're back. And we really missed you. And it's so good to have you. Like, just not all at once. Like, just different times. It's just been very affirming. Just try and hang on to that as long as you can. I know. Um, and then, <laughs> I don't know why Sorry asks us about Ukrainian recipes. Oh, okay. Because we've had a lot of Ukrainian gentlemen trying to join the Hot Flush oh. page recently. Um, so we must be on some list somewhere. So... Um, sorry, Eagle, but no. Okay, that's it. That's it for this week. That was a bumper issue. We had a lot. We did talk a lot. We did talk a lot. Thank you so much for for listening. Thank you to our Patreons. Yes. Um, that's going to be our plan for like 2020 is we're going to start doing some extra things that you only get if you're a Patreon Patreon. follower. Patreon. Patreon. Oh yeah. We're going to take them out for lunch. Oh, are we? Yeah. I don't think that's how it works, but okay. Well, we'll work it out. (laughs) Anyway, you have a great week, and as we like to say, just keep plugging!